welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Chory. Coming to you live from the studios of WDCX in Amherst, New York, we welcome everyone to the broadcast. Are you anxious tonight? for the Lord to come back? Are you wanting him to come back? You know, that will tell you where you're at with the Lord tonight. If you were to say to me, you know, Pastor Mike, I just need some more time. You know what? Time's running out, friend. You need to get right with God tonight because the Lord isn't going to wait for you and he's certainly not going to wait for me. He's going to come suddenly and it's going to be in a twinkling of an eye, the Lord is going to come back. Here we are in the beginning of 2024, and we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of things happening prophetically in the world tonight. The wars in Israel is heating up even more widespread. If you've been watching the news, Hezbollah uh, in Lebanon, which is backed by Iran, uh, fired rockets today into Israel. And there is return fire. We've got tension on the northern border of Israel. Of course, the army of Israel is still in Gaza, rooting out the Hamas uh, terrorists, going into those tunnels. And I heard the other day over 20,000 Palestinians in Gaza have died in this war. And it was all predicated. It was all motivated it was all uh, started by Hamas coming across the Gaza border across the barrier there the wall uh, the fencing that they have there and they came and they killed and 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 raped and and destroyed so many lives and now Israel has to go in there and remove that government and it's messy it's bloody and there is death all around and we've got tension We've got tension on the Korean border. We got tension in uh, the Chinese uh, with Japan. We've got all kinds of things going on. In there is nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and this is what Jesus said would be going on right before that he uh, comes back for his bride, right before the Daniel's seventieth week of prophecy. And I, I want to start out twenty twenty four tonight to ask this question, how long, how long do we have? Everyone wants to know that. All I know and all I can tell you tonight is it is shaping up and it is looking like the return of Christ is imminent. Now you can say it's been like that for a long time, but I want to show you something tonight that maybe you've never seen before that, that makes it even more urgent right now to get right with God and to get your family in the ark. You say, what are you, what are you talking about? The ark preacher. Noah warned his generation that a flood was coming. It took him a hundred years to build that boat. God said, build the boat. He gave him the dimensions of the boat. He gave him the specifics of the boat right down to the windows, how many windows and where the windows should be right down to the cubic feet. And a man out in Kentucky I believe it was in around 2015 or 16 that they opened Noah's Ark in Kentucky 
And I went there, and I've been there twice, actually. And that boat that was built there was to, to the exact dimensions of what God gave Noah. And I want you to know, it is a huge vessel that sits there in Kentucky. And of course, thousands and thousands of people have come to visit it. And it is a symbol to America and to the world, but particularly to America. You better get right with God. You better come back to the Lord because there is no doubt God laid it in the heart of that man. And it was the Amish people who actually built that ark and uh, built it well, did they, as only they can do it. And I knew when I went there back in 2000, I mean, it, I actually think it was right around 2016, 2015. I knew when I went there, this is, a, this is an end time sign that God put it in the heart of this man to build this boat to biblical proportion. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Amos that God, he doesn't do anything without revealing his secrets to the prophets. The Lord is not trying to trick us, friend. Yes, he's coming like a thief in the night, but do you realize he's coming as a thief in the night to the world that's not looking for him? But for his bride, we should not be surprised. And I know, and a lot of people, you know, when you talk about uh, when is the Lord coming, they don't like to hear it. They, they say, well, you know, no one knows the day or the hour, so we're not to try to predict when he's coming. Well, yes, we don't know the exact day and hour. That's what Jesus said. No man knows. But he said we should know the season. We should. I mean, we might even be able to know the year. But we will not know the exact day or the hour. That's what the Bible says. And Daniel, a long time ago, I mean, I'm going back now 500, over 500 years before Christ was born. He said in Daniel chapter 12, he asked the Lord when the Lord appeared to him. It was a pre-incarnate appearing of Jesus. And, you know, Jesus is from everlasting to everlasting. He always has been. He always, he's God. And so he appeared to Daniel. And, and in chapter 12, verse 6 of Daniel, Daniel asked the question, how long shall it be? to the end of these wonders. How long do we have? And the Lord said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. It wasn't for Daniel to know because it wasn't his generation that was going to see the coming of the Lord. But I believe, and I'm sure I've got a majority out there that listen to the last Trump regularly, that we believe we are the generation that's going to see the coming of the Lord. And that's what makes this broadcast every week so important that we bring forth the truths of the word of God to awaken the bride. And let me say this tonight. The church of Jesus needs to be awakened. The church needs to be revived. We just got back from the most amazing three days and three nights in Erie, Pennsylvania. And if you weren't there, I, I just pray, I just wish you would have been there. Because we saw a move of God. We saw people healed. We saw people uh, baptized with the Holy Spirit. We saw people uh, saved. 
and we saw people revived. In the Warner Theater in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania, there was a woman that came to that altar and she was stricken with a hernia. And the hernia was so bad that literally it was sticking out, the intestine was sticking out of her stomach and a pastor's wife who was on our altar team prayed for her. And the power of God hit that lady, healed her and removed that bump. Literally, it went back into where it should be and, and, and her hernia was no more. We, we saw a lady that had a detached retina and she could not see without a, a fog over her eyes for the last, I don't know, five, six years. Couldn't read her Bible without her glasses on. And that lady on the night that we took communion and the communion cup touched her lips, the juice from that communion cup. She was healed instantly of that detached retina. Her vision was restored. She doesn't even need to read her. uh, She doesn't even need her glasses to read her Bible. I'm talking about a God of miracles. And we saw him do that sovereignly, sovereignly. We had a pastor come to the altar one night and he came up to me And he said, my mother is, she lived in a different state. And he said, I've come forward. This is during the healing time to pray for the sick. And he said, would you pray, pastor, for my my mother? She's been in chronic back pain for years. She's bedridden. I said, let's pray right now and believe that while we're praying, your mother will be touched. We agreed. We prayed together that the Lord would do a miracle. And while the service was going on, That pastor from Ohio, he texted his mother just to check on her. How are you feeling? And he showed me the text back. She said that just in the last hour, my back pain has diminished and I feel better than I have felt in a very long time. I mean, friend, we're talking about a God that heals. We're talking about a God that saves. We're talking about a God that revives. And he is coming back, and he's coming back soon. And Daniel the prophet wanted to know, how long do we have, Lord? But it wasn't for his time. It wasn't for him to know because he didn't live in a time the Lord was coming. But I'm telling you right now, we're going to see the rapture of the church. It's imminent. And I want you to turn in your Bible for a moment tonight to Hosea the prophet chapter uh, chapter six of Hosea. And, and maybe you've never seen this verse before or looked at it in the particular way. I'm going to share it with you tonight, but Hosea was uh, a great prophet in the old Testament. And in chapter six, verse two, it has, it, it says this, and it's speaking of the nation of Israel. Chapter 7, I'm going to read the first verse of Hosea. Come and let us return unto the Lord. Come, for he has torn, and he will heal us. He has smitten, and he will bind us up. Now, let me just say this tonight. Israel is torn tonight. Israel is smitten. They have been, they have suffered like no other nation has suffered in the history of the world. They've been destroyed not once, but twice, only to be restored by God. Once by the Babylonians, some 700 years before Christ, 
and then again in 70 AD by the Romans. And in 1948, after nearly 1,900 years, God restored the nation of Israel. But they are going through it tonight. They're being attacked all around them. They've got rockets coming in from the north. They've got rockets coming in from the east. And the nations want them destroyed. And the only friend they really got, besides God, is the United States of America. And we stand with the nation of Israel. You know why? Because we stand with the God of the Bible. And in Hosea chapter 2, let me just say this. The key to Israel's healing, spiritually speaking, they must return to the Lord of the Bible. They must receive Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus as their Messiah. If you are a Jew tonight and you're listening to this poor, pitiful Gentile over this radio broadcast, understand the only thing different between me and you, we are both beggars, but I have found the bread and you have not. If you do not believe in Jesus, you are lost. You will die in your sins if you do not receive Yeshua HaMashiach. Go to Isaiah chapter three, uh, chapter 53 and read about the Messiah that totally lines up with the Jesus of the New Testament. And here in Hosea, the prophet says, he says, come and let us return unto the Lord for he has torn and he will heal us. When will the Lord heal them? When they receive Jesus as their Messiah. And when will that be? It will be at the end of Daniel's 70th week. It will be at the end of the seven-year tribulation. And Hosea 6, 2 says, after two days, will he revive us? He's going to revive the nation of Israel. He's already revived them physically. The nation has been rebuilt. The nation is prosperous. I've been there 10 times. It's amazing. I've been to Tel Aviv 10 times. I've been to the Sea of Galilee 10 times, the Dead Sea, Jerusalem, Bethlehem. God has reborn the nation of Israel physically, but spiritually they are still backslidden because they have not received Jesus as their Messiah. But the Bible has a promise here in Hosea 6 2 after two days. Will he revive us in the third day? He will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. And so we know based on this verse that the Lord is going to heal spiritually. He's going to revive the nation of Israel and they are going to again be the prominent nation in the world where God will abide forever and ever. But the Bible says It will be after two days. Daniel said, how long? I could answer that tonight through the prophet Hosea. It will be after two days. But what is he referring to? This is speaking of the cross of Calvary. After two days, what is two days to the Lord? If you go in your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 3, it says that one day, or let me say it better, a thousand years, 1,000 years to the Lord is as one day. And so as the Lord sees time, two days, as Hosea is saying here, is 2,000 years. After 
thousand years, he will revive the nation of Israel. And in the third day, meaning the third millennium, once we reach that beginning of 3,000 years from the cross is when he's going to raise up the nation of Israel and we shall live in his sight. Now, the, the, the most important question you could ask tonight is, what year did Jesus die on the cross? And scholars have been debating this for, 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 for 2,000 years, really. And the two dates that are most prominent that they have come up with is 30 AD or 33 AD. And I believe that Jesus was crucified, and I'm not alone. Many very, uh, very prominent scholars, biblical scholars, believe as well that 30 AD was the year of the cross. He was crucified in the Hebrew month of Nisan on the 14th day, Jewish Passover in 30 AD. I believe that. Now, could it, could it be 33 AD? It could be. But after many, many, and I mean hours, friend, <laughs> years really of studying this, I believe 30 AD is the year that he was crucified. And somebody said, well, they could have changed the calendars. And, you know, today, 2024 is not really 2024. I'm not smart enough to know that. And I've studied it, and I haven't found anything where somebody changed the calendars that dramatically where it's not the right year. And remember, God is not a God of confusion. So I believe personally, you can believe what you want. 2024 is 2024. And if you go from 30 A.D., 2,000 years forward, we're talking 2030, and really the beginning of 2029, will be the beginning of the 2,000 years from the cross. And remember, we've got seven years for the Great Tribulation. And so if you place that seven years within the 2,000 years, which it very well could be, 2024 plus seven is 2031, meaning right now could be the first time, and I believe it is, the first time since the cross that Hosea 6, 2, and 3 can be fulfilled. And even though many people have been predicting the Lord's coming years previous, they were all wrong. But now, now does that mean the Lord is coming back in 2024? I don't know. But what I am saying, if he came for his church in 2024 and he raptured the bride and the Daniel 70th week, the last seven years took place and the second coming happened in 2031, this scripture would not be violated. It would be fulfilled. And I'll read it again. After two days, and you match this with 2 Peter 3, a thousand years is as a day to the Lord. Two days is 2,000 years in the way that God tracks time. Remember, the world was created in six days. Man was created on the sixth day, and on the seventh day, he rested. And I believe that the total history of man, the timeline from the creation to the the millennial reign will be 7,000 years. There is a truth older than the ages. There is a promise of things yet to come. 
Tomlin singing about Jesus and that is our theme for the 2024 year if you haven't heard is Jesus no other name and tonight you're listening to the last Trump I'm your host Mike Chory and uh, we're studying end time Bible prophecy and uh, tonight uh, I got a special guest on tonight coming on from central Pennsylvania Uh, Kirk space is with us Kirk are you on the line welcome to the last Trump I'm here, brother. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me. Well, you are a dear friend of our ministry, a dear personal friend of mine, and uh, it's a joy to have you on The Last Trump. And uh, for those uh, that don't know who you are in the ministry that you do, let everyone know what you're doing these days. Yeah, sure. My name's uh, Kirk Space. I, uh, I'm a truck driver out here in central PA, and recently within the past, uh, I'd say, month and a half, uh, I started uh, a podcast that the Lord laid on my heart for about two years, and the podcast is called uh, Rust Podcast, and that's an acronym for Are You Saved Today? And what it is, I interview born-again believers and get them to share their testimonies, because from what I've seen since I've been saved is there's a lot of people in the church that don't even know what born-again means, so I've been kind of trying to just showcase an entire platform of shows of just born again conversions so so more people might see that they need to get saved wow how exciting is that and, and kirk we're going back now a couple was a month or two months ago i had you on the last trump and i think when you were on uh this was not this podcast was not yet started tell us how what uh, motivated you to take the step forward it's a pretty big step yeah, right. It was uh, actually it was in November when Donnie Swaggart was in. I was on. I was your guest on Crosside, and I shared my testimony. And after uh, after we did that that episode, there were people because we still had another day of meetings left at the church, and there were probably five to ten people that came up to me afterwards and said, "You really need to just start your own show. Like, 
the stuff you said, like people, nobody hears that stuff anymore. And, you know, that was confirmation for me because, like I said, for two years, the Lord's been putting on my heart to start some kind of show or some kind of podcast. And I just said, you know what? This is it. I'm doing it. I'm going all in. Wow. And so you have built a studio and you have done all the proper things to get on. uh, and, And tell us, where does your podcast go? Like, who can hear this? So this is, uh, yeah, I, I uh, depleted most of my savings, and I turned my daughter's playroom into a professional recording studio, and I bought all the proper equipment, and my podcast goes out on every major podcasting platform in the world. Wow. It's on Apple, it's on Amazon, it's on Spotify, um, it, every, every podcasting platform out there uh, my show is on. And I've gotten probably close to a thousand plays already in just a few short, short seven weeks. And I'm getting downloads, Mike, in India, in Belgium, uh, Ireland, the UK, all over the United States. It's just, it's in, it's amazing. Glory to God. You know what? Glory to God is right. And Kirk, I'm so proud of you. You know, we've uh, known each other for a while. Really brought together through the ministry of SBN, and you've been to our camps, uh, our, our conferences, you've been to meetings at our church, and now we're, uh, you know, doing some ministry together, and I'm, I'm just so proud of you, brother. And you have done something special for Crosside and the last Trump, as I know you and your friends Jared and Adam are, are listeners of these, of these broadcasts, but tell our listeners what you have done by really through your own uh, knowledge and the own your own uh, this is really your idea not my idea but let everyone know what you've done yeah sure so this uh, I mean really the Lord gave us the idea and like I said I drive a truck for a living so uh, I spend a lot of time with the Lord when I'm in the truck which is you know at least 12 hours a day and it was maybe a week or so after I started my own show uh, the Lord kind of spoke to me and gave me this idea of kind of sharing a platform with uh, your ministry and having Last Trump and Cross-Eyed go global. And I thought, man, that would be really cool to turn the Last Trump and Cross-Eyed Radio into a global show through podcasting. And I, I just had this idea, and I thought maybe it was me just daydreaming and thinking, well, not even an hour later, Mike, I got a text message from Adam and he said the exact same thing. He said, how cool would it be if we turned Last Trump and Cross-Eyed into a podcast and we took his show global and we could pay the subscription fees for the RSS feed out of our own pockets as part of our tithe for, for Mike? I said, dude, you have no idea. Like I was literally just thinking the exact same thing like an hour. So we had talked to you about it and ran the idea off you, and you said uh, – yeah, go for it. And so that's what I did. And as of today, Mike, both of your shows, The Last Trump and Cross-Eyed Radio, are now global, and they are on every podcasting platform out there. And you have been live now since 1 o'clock this afternoon, and you already have four downloads in Belgium. Wow. 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 We, we, are, yeah. re- we are really, first of all, very thankful, Kirk, that you would include us on your platform and uh, really, for me, as you had told me when we talked about this, I don't do anything. I just continue to do what we do every Saturday night. And uh, through right. your knowledge and ability and your prescription out of your own pocket are putting the cross-eyed radio and the last Trump on the global network 
along with, uh, um, and it's called Rust. Say that again, your program, so everybody can get a hold of that. It's R-U-S-T, right? Are You Saved? Yep. Are You Saved Today? Are Rust you... Podcast. Yep, that's it. All right, and, and how do they get that? Did they just type that in on a on a search? Yeah, so you go on any, if you go on Apple Podcasts, if you go on Spotify or Amazon Music, you can search my name, Kirk Space, or just type in Russ Podcast, and it'll show up that way also. Well, Kirk, we, we pray that many of our listeners will, will tune in and, and listen, and we are so um, just so excited what the Lord's going to do in 2024 uh, globally and here locally and uh, just from the bottom of our heart. Thank you. Thank Adam and Jared for including us on this uh, platform that we can get these broadcasts uh, not only in Buffalo, Western New York, but all around the world. I mean, it's amazing to think that Belgium is listening uh, tonight or have the ability to listen. So it's it's an incredible start and beginning to this year, 2024, which is really what I want to talk with you as we have uh, a little time here tonight. Um, you know, when we talk, and, and let, I'll just let our listeners know, I talk to Kurt uh, several times a week normally, and we're looking at, brother, we look together at the signs of the times and how close it is to the Lord's coming. And when I think of the year 2024, it brings me to Matthew 24, which is interesting that Matthew 24 is one of the three chapters in the gospel, along with uh, Mark's gospel, chapter 13 and Luke uh, 21. But Matthew 24 is the chapter that gives us the birth of, uh, pangs, if you will, the signs of the Lord's coming. And one of the signs, and I'm going to read from Matthew 24, and then I'm going to ask you just kind of give your perspective on what's happening worldwide tonight. But in Matthew chapter 24, the disciples, they asked Jesus, what would be the sign of, of his coming and the end of the world, which really that word in the Greek was the end of the age. Uh, The world will never end, friend. It will go on forever and ever. God is everlasting. And tonight, you're going to live somewhere forever. You're going to live in heaven or you're going to live in hell. Man was created to live forever. And you choose tonight where you're going to live. And I love your your podcast, Kirk. Um, Are you saved today? You know, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And one of the devil's biggest tools of deception is to put off this decision for Jesus and just delay it. You know, you know, go out, sow your wild oats and, and don't get saved today, but we are running out of time and the disciples wanted to know how long, what will be the sign of your coming? And, and the Lord said in Matthew 24 verse four, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. So we know, Kirk, we're living in one of the most deceptive times that man has ever right. seen, right? And and just for yep. let's just stop there for a moment. What do you see as you know, this great deception as we call it in the church? What are you seeing and, and how serious is it right now tonight? Well, I I mean, uh this is another uh one of the reasons I, I started my show also it was to give myself a platform to kind of address some of these deceptive teachers that are in the world today because they're a dime a dozen. And, you know, 
the Lord put that First Kings chapter 18 on my heart, uh, and I told you about that three times. He gave that to me about confronting the prophets of Baal. And I was just talking to Adam again last night. I've, I've never heard this before, but there's a new branch of the Grace Revolution that's out now, and these ministers are saying um, you don't need to ask for God's forgiveness ever because and you and everything that the Lord said that the Lord Jesus Christ said all of the words in red in the New Testament you don't need to take them seriously and they can be ignored because they're Old Testament being that they were spoken before the cross wow. and this is a real thing now that is being broadcasted today all over the internet wow and it's called the grace movement but it's not the grace that the Bible teaches It's a grace that waters down the gospel. And, you know, we say this all the time in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter two and three to the seven letters to the seven churches. I think every one of them, except for one, there is a rebuke and a call to repent. Right. So we don't stop repenting until we're in our glorified body. And, And we don't lose our salvation when we sin. But we, we lose that close fellowship, and we are to confess our sins, repent. And, uh, I, you know, these preachers that are saying these people, you need to turn away from that teaching. That is not the gospel. The closer you get to Jesus, the more you see your sin, the more prominent it becomes. Right, Kurt? Yeah, right. Absolutely. And I saw... Somebody, this guy had posted this on Instagram, and somebody had had commented on it and asked this guy a personal question and said, well, if you got in an argument with your wife and you hurt her feelings and you upset her, should you apologize? And the guy said, yeah, absolutely. And he came around and said, well, then why wouldn't you do the same thing with God? Right. Like, you know, there's not a pass here. If anything, we should ask God, tell God we're sorry more than anybody else. Absolutely. Well, it's nonsense, but it's another one of these seeker sensitive, you know, uh, ways. I mean, we see in the church today, many, many churches, or let me say it better. Very few churches are giving altar calls there. They'll preach a sermon for 30, 40 minutes, but they give no invitation for people to respond to it, to come forward. I I was in a meeting the other day um, in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania, and an usher for that was part of the Warner Theater said to me that there are a church, and I won't name the church in Erie, that uh, had 7,000 people come into their church over two days before Christmas. And he said it grieved them. There was not one altar call given. Wow. And you've got 7,000 people in an auditorium that are hearing the Christmas story or the Christmas message. Listen, church, we've got to get back to giving altar calls and allowing people to come forward to repent. But what you're saying tonight, Kirk, if you're, if you don't think the church needs to repent, maybe that's why they're not giving altar calls, but they're not even giving an opportunity for the sinner to repent. Right. And, and, and this is the state of the church. So great deception. And then Jesus went on and he said, for many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ 
and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars so that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diver places. And, uh, you know, we've got signs all around. We, we've got pestilence. We've got the famine. We've got earthquakes. And I want to address one thing with you tonight uh, as our time is short, because people are asking about it, Kirk, and I'm sure you're hearing it. What is, in your opinion, they'll, they'll ask, uh, is April 8th, 2024, a sign, which, of course, is going to be this solar eclipse. It's going to be a total solar eclipse that's going to go across America and uh, for, for us in Buffalo, it is going to go dark. We're in the pathway of this eclipse. And going back to 2017, there was a total solar eclipse that went in the other direction. So now, seven years later, these two solar eclipses are forming an X over America. And people are wondering, is this a sign of any kind? Your, your thoughts on that tonight? Yeah, I uh, I absolutely think it's a sign. And, you know, if you go back to Genesis chapter 1, you know, the Lord said that uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, they'll be for signs, you know. And, and this is right. – there's significance, I see, to this eclipse because uh, the one in 2017, the path of totality went the other direction across the country. And now this one that's coming in April – is going the other direction across the country, and it comes to an X. And if you look, the X marks the spot on those two pathways, falls on a, a small little town in Illinois called Cairo. And Cairo is known as Little Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Egypt is what? A type of the world. And we know that the United States is so far in sin and so far apostate from where we need to be that I think it's probably a real good sign that God's trying to wake us up. I think I think every Christian should be telling people that this is uh, possibly a sign of judgment coming. I mean, here, here, and most people don't know this, Kirk, but the April eighth is the first day on the Hebrew calendar. It is the the month of Nisan, the the Passover month, and so the Jewish religious calendar begins on that day eight of course the number eight is the number of new beginning or resurrection and the the numerical value in the name jesus as there is numerical value to letters in the hebrew alphabet the name jesus adds up to 888 888 Uh, so this number uh, eight is very significant to the name of Jesus. And here we are on April 8th, this this total eclipse that is going to formulate not only an X, but when you when you look at that on the calendar with the with the 2017 total lunar or solar eclipse and now this one. And then there was one in 2023. It literally makes the letter alf or the first letter of the hebrew alphabet so i think this has something to do 
with Israel. I think it has something to do with America. And listen, we cannot be emphatic what we're saying. But let me read uh, the scripture in Matthew 24 that says, in verse 29, it says, immediately after the tribulation in those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken and there shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall be the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So just before the Lord comes back, the sun is going to be darkened. This is what is going to happen on April 8th. And we also, we also see this in the book of Joel, that this sign of the sun being darkened, the moon being not giving her light, these are ways that God really shows the world, I'm coming soon. And, and April 8th very well could be a dramatic sign and when you put, put that X, like you mentioned, over Cairo, Egypt, it's very interesting, to say the least. Yeah, and, uh, you know, another thing to, to bring up, too, um, the, the numeric value in Hebrew of Jesus is 888, and that's eight three times, which is 24, and we're coming into the year 24. And like you said in the beginning of the broadcast, like, we're, we're now entering the first available window of the rapture being a possibility you know and it's and you had found something quite interesting that i don't think was a coincidence uh because these these eclipses they don't happen very often these are like once in a generation and you had found that there was another eclipse like this back in the early 1800s in the same same scenario and then it was what three months later there was a major earthquake on that New Madrid fault line, which is where the X marks the spot on these eclipses. I mean, it's it's pretty. I mean, we're not saying what's going to happen, but I mean, it's is is it a coincidence? <laughs> you know, God could be sending us a warning. That New Madrid fault line, by the way, is the biggest risk to this country. That that fault line, they said, if there was an earthquake of seven to eight on the Richter that literally up to 90,000 people could be killed in an earthquake of that size because of the population of that new Madrid fault line. You can, you can go and look this up and Google it. And what you're referring to, Kirk, back in 1811 and 1812, James Madison was the president. Those, there were three earthquakes within a couple months span on that New Madrid fault line, which is right in that area that we're talking about where the X of these two eclipses, right where Illinois and Tennessee and, and Missouri, all those country, or all those states, right? It, it, it's, it, that fault line covers a vast area of the middle of our country, and it is the number one risk it's in terms of an earthquake, more than the San Andreas Fault in California. And they're saying in the next 50 years, there's a 7 to 10% chance of a major earthquake on that fault line. And, and it could cause tremendous problems in this country. Jesus said that one of the signs of the end will be earthquakes. And, and is the Lord trying to warn this country? Yes, he is. And I don't even need an earthquake to tell you that. We, this country, if we do not repent, 
and the church does not repent and come back to the God of the Bible and start preaching the cross, there's no hope for America. And America is going to be judged. 2024 could be the year where we see that judgment increase. We've already seen the fires. We've seen the tornadoes. Look at the weather patterns of 2023. And yet people, right. Kirk, they don't, even in the church, they don't connect the dots. It's, right. They think it's and just you know, a coincidence. Yeah, right. And, you know, one thing uh, that people should remember, um, the United States isn't mentioned in Bible prophecy. We're not in the end times, you know, written anywhere in the Word. And we know we're in the last days. So looking at the state of the world and the state of the way things are in this country— and the number one export in this country is the gospel, right? So God has given us a lot of grace right now. But that being said, we're not around in the end times, whatever that means. So it's not that people shouldn't be playing around with sin right now. You need to get on your face and get right with the Lord because you don't know how soon. The United States could be ripped off the face of the planet before the end times even, you know, begin. We don't know what the fate is of the United States, but it ain't worth the risk of trying to ride it out. No, and we, we, um, we see earthquakes in the Bible. We see them. The last plague, the last bold judgment in Revelation 16 is an, a worldwide earthquake that will, I mean, islands will be flattened. Uh, uh, there will be all kinds of uh, climatic uh, damage from a worldwide earthquake. We are so vulnerable as uh, as a people, and that is why tonight you need to know Jesus. If you have Jesus, if you're in his ark, you have nothing to worry about. Everything I'm telling you, uh, and Kirk is saying tonight in terms of a possible you know, uh, earthquake in our country that could really disrupt this nation— I have no fear whatsoever of that. Do I have concern? Yes. I have concern for people to be ready spiritually. But I know this, if America does not come back to the Jesus of the Bible, we're going to be judged. We're already past the time of that. And tonight, you can get right with God. I can't get America right. I can only get myself right. You can't get your country back to God, but you can come back to God and you can be saved tonight. You can be delivered. You can get into God's ark tonight because he built a boat for you 2000 years ago. It's called the cross. Jesus hung on a wooden cross so that you could be saved from the wrath of God. And the wrath of God was poured out on his son. And I'll remind everyone tonight, there was an earthquake when Jesus died, the Bible said the earth quaked and the rocks split. Jesus took the judgment of God, your judgment for your sins upon himself. And if we will receive him and receive the blood that he shed as the cleansing of our sins, Kirk, we don't have to worry about earthquakes. We don't have to worry about really anything. Are we concerned for the world? Absolutely. Our heart breaks. But in terms of our salvation, tonight it's secure if you're in Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Well said. And, uh, you know, it's, it, is, it is very unsettling, though, to see the state of, of our country. You know, it's our home. It's where we live. 
and to see how much we've removed God from every facet of our lives. Um, it's just, it's only a matter of time before the judgment comes on this country. So people need to get right with the Lord. And it, it starts with us, you know, it starts with you. And, you know, people need to repent. And, you know, as they say, so goes the church, so goes the nation. And the church today is very gone. So we need to get back to, to the cross. Amen. Amen. Kurt Space is our guest. Kurt, we're going to have you back again. A lot more to talk about. You listen, run with this uh, podcast. It's called Rust, R-U-S-T. And I encourage everybody to take a listen. Uh, Are you saved today? He's interviewing powerful testimonies of people who have been radically saved. And uh, Kirk, we love you. And, and thank you for putting our two broadcasts on your global network. That is such a blessing. And I know many are going to be saved through it and it's really going to be because of you and and adam and jared that you have invested in these two broadcasts to get them global we just can't thank you enough amen brother you're welcome and we love you and you know we just want uh we want the truth and the right teaching to go out uh you know all across the world in in any platform we can so you know god gets all the glory in this Amen. To God be the glory. Kurt, love you. God bless you. We're going to have you back real soon. Have a great week, and and may the Lord bless our UST. Love you, brother. God bless. God bless. That's Kurt Space. Hey, last Trump. We're out of time. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. Bill Bonifacio is going to be with me. Stay tuned. Coming up next. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.